sometimes we discount what we actually did in the military. If you're doing maintenance, yes, you're a leader. Yes, you're dealing with people. If you're going for a specific route on people operations, you may need to highlight the people, the leadership piece more so than the maintenance piece because some civilians won't understand what that pertains to you wanting to do HR, for instance. So I think we discredit ourselves a lot when people don't understand our resumes. And so I highly encourage folks to get that help because we all have to learn from each other and grow. Welcome to Security Cleared Jobs, Who's Hiring and How, the podcast for cleared professionals looking for new opportunities and career advice. We go behind the scenes with recruiters and hiring managers from leading cleared employers to uncover the information you need to make a smart career move. Get ready for insights from this week's guest and your hosts, Kathleen Smith and Rachel Bozeman. Well, howdy, partners. We are sure glad you're here today. This is Rachel with a celebrity co-host, the one, the only, Bob Wheeler. You may know him from Military Mondays, from the classes that he teaches, from his veteran service in the Navy, maybe as an account manager, so many things, so little time to discuss them all. So Bob, I thank you for being my partner today. Hey, I'm excited to be here, and I'm even more excited that we're going to be talking to Shay G. She's a 30-year Air Force veteran, but now she's the Chief People Officer for Paragon Cyber Solutions down in Tampa. So welcome to the podcast, Shay. Thank you so much. So I'm excited to be here and kind of share what we do and where we're going and our culture. And we are so here to hear all of it, along with all of our listeners. So we want to start at the very beginning. And I know you've had an incredibly rich career within the United States Air Force and had different roles. So we would really appreciate just hearing a little bit about your glorious career so far. And how in the world did you end up at Paragon Cyber Solutions? To cover 30 years, we would need probably a longer podcast But in a nutshell, I started out as a chef and worked my way up from there in the Air Force. And then I did, for those that are not Air Force drill instructor, MTI duty for six years, and then came back into leadership roles where I started leading uh, larger teams, culminating in retiring out of McDill as the command chief there, which was amazing. So it's Tampa, and we have just an amazing civic leader community that is so involved with the base, um, which really sold us on making Tampa home. So that was the first thing, find a location where we wanted to be. And then I knew I wasn't done working or being involved with people. So I joined Hiring Our Heroes Skill Bridge to figure out kind of that transitional stage, see what the civilian sector does. And that's how I linked up with Paragon Cyber Solutions. They have very stringent interview process. And the biggest thing for me was with the interview was the fact that there was just a connection, something bigger that I wanted to be a part of that really sold me on the company, the culture, how they viewed those that worked with them, whether they're transitioning or already a veteran. And of course, we have civilians in the workforce at Paragon that are not military affiliated. Um, So they keep us honest and, and give us the experiences that we may not have gotten in the military. So I was definitely blessed to be hired full time after my fellowship with Paragon. And so I've been with them almost three months now as their chief people officer dealing with all their HR realm Uh, bringing that all in-house, helping with the business development, and then learning the business proposal aspects 
of what we do, uh, both federally and commercially. Awesome. You guys got some great stuff going on there in the Tampa Bay area. I mean, we were talking before we came on the air. You just go to your website. You've got a big old video of, of the mayor down there talking to your, your CEO about giving us some big, big awards there for being a small business of the year award down in Tampa area. Tell us about what it is to be in the cleared community down there. And, and I'm, I'm assuming that Paragon Cyber is, you guys are doing cyber stuff, right? So what's the, what's the focus of the company? What kind of things are you doing? So we, we dive into cybersecurity and then we do the information technology support services. So we spend a lot of time on the federal side. Paragon started out being 80% commercial sought after businesses and 20% federal. And now it's complete opposite. Now we're about 80% federal business jobs uh, and 20% commercial. Cybersecurity, uh, you know, is huge, especially with the military workforce. It's becoming a bigger thing now that in the civilian sector, when we're looking at cybersecurity, you know, we became a cybersecurity maturity model certification, CMMC. So we are third-party assessors as an organization, which is becoming a big part of in the next few years on how businesses are able to take contracts and work in the federal government with those options. So we try to stay very ingrained in what is happening on the cybersecurity realm, what clearances are needed, and the importance of our roles across the spectrum. And we're not just here in Tampa. So we work with the Space Force in Vandenberg. We've got folks in San Diego, North Carolina at, I believe it's Fort Liberty now. We have Scott Air Force Base in Illinois. We're down south in Patrick Space Force Base. And then Tampa, we have folks that work for SOCOM locally. Um, And so we're really all over the place. And then we do some contracting and assessments to make sure we have some companies that when they ask for the requirements, we help them out. I can definitely tell that Paragon is engaged in the cyberspace with all of those acronyms that you just mentioned. Definitely (laughs) cyber. (laughs) Well, one thing people probably don't know is I've never been cyber. I, I am not technologically savvy. So they have done an amazing job of teaching me all the new acronyms that I'm having to learn, but also what it means and what the roles of our jobs are. Because I think at a minimum, I need the general knowledge of the business aspect in order for us to make Make sure we get the right folks in the right places. Well, I think that's a pretty huge testament right there. 90 days in the role and able to say it with such grace. Kudos. And that's definitely a testament to the investment that Paragon is making in their employees. So congrats on that. But we're here to talk about how we can add more employees yes. to Paragon, right? I know the exciting stuff as the people officer. I know you want to talk about people. So what the people want to know is what type of cleared positions are you looking for? And are they all cyber? Yep. Majority of them are cyber. We started doing some logistics, um, functional trainers. So in Illinois, we have the Gates functional trainer that goes out there and works alongside that contract, uh, getting people spun up. Our biggest roles uh, that we've been avidly seeking have been in Vandenberg, Space Force Base in Lompoc, California area. And that's our cybersecurity engineers senior systems analyst and systems administrator. And we also have Cape Canaveral that opened up for the systems administrator. So those are three of our biggest ones that we want folks in. The requirements is pretty stringent, right? So you have to have degrees, you have to have a secret clearance that has to be active. And so we go out on many different platforms looking for these folks. And then 
working with trying to get into job fairs, you know, being headquartered at Tampa, it's a little harder to get involved in job fairs in California. So reaching out to some folks on their bases and how we can use the talent and expertise that's out there. But we're also willing to relocate and offer incentives if the need is there. And we have folks that meet those requirements. That's some really great stuff there. You know, something else that you talked about when we had the pre-call, the culture of the organization is something that you really Mm. felt like I came through. Can you talk a little about the culture of the organization? No matter if you're transitioning or you're already within the company itself, you never feel like you're an outsider. Really, I think when I first spoke to Winnie, who interviewed me first, and then I spoke to the CEO, Courtney Jackson, it was like, they know their business. They are huge on making sure folks are the right fit for Paragon, making sure that professionally they're going to put Paragon's name out there. And, you know, Paragon means model of excellence, that we're going to represent it to the best of our ability. And I I think what really holds true is the fact that uh, we use the core values of our military, looking at the integrity, looking at what it means to continue on service, whether we are working on the federal side or the commercial side. So we have a ton of talent. We all talk to each other, even though we're not located. We've got teams. We have all hands meetings where we really just want to make sure they have all the information they have. And then it's answering the questions and making sure that we help build each other up. I think the biggest thing when I talked is the fact that The interview process is not just what you can do for the company, but Paragon wants to know how they can empower you, but also develop you so you don't necessarily stay stagnant, but you have room to grow. And I think that's huge. You know, as a small business, we have a ton of accolades, but we're growing. I mean, in just 2023 alone, going from four employees all the way up to 18 employees, we're going to continue to grow. And as we take on more contracts, we have these positions to fill. It's going to get possibly a little harder, but we are avid people that want to know that you want to do your job. And I think performance for us is huge, um, but it's also how you interact with folks. How do you participate in doing your job? How are customers based federally or commercial work with you and alongside you? And we get a ton of accolades and positive feedback from our customers based on who is working for them and the talent that they want to keep as well. Very cool. So I want to take us back just a little bit in time, maybe, I don't know, 10 minutes ago or so, when you were sharing with us just a little bit about your journey. Mm -hmm. And something that you kind of alluded to was that you dipped your toes and wanted to learn more about the civilian world. So you transitioned, had a beautiful transition after a wonderful career serving so bravely. So tell us and our listeners, what was something that surprised you just a little bit about having to adjust from military life to the good old civilian side? I thought I knew more than I actually did know. Um, and that goes, you know, dealing with people in the military or at least in your role, you have specific roles coming into the civilian side. And, and this is one thing I absolutely love about having small business is I get to dive kind of in and learn everything about the business and not just stoved pipe. And so being able for Courtney to be a mentor and help me understand business proposals and 
and RFIs, you know, when we're going on to SAM.gov, looking for other opportunities, and then who do we have to fill those opportunities and what expertise do we need and do we have it? Do we need to grow our force? So I think acronyms don't change. There's just more acronyms I have to learn. Um, So that's one thing. I also think that being in a community that is so military friendly, I've been able to rely heavily on people letting me ask questions. What does this mean? What does this look like? Uh, and I think the huge piece is the network. You've got to keep continue to build your network and be a part of something in your local community. That is awesome. Yeah, Shay. So you mentioned SkillBridge or hiring our heroes. In, in some ways, those can be kind of similar. I mean, they're like a, a transition process. There's lots of people that are getting out of the military that are looking at those types of opportunities. Um, do you have any tips for somebody who might be just starting that process of like, I know this is a good thing, but I don't know what to do next type thing. But any, any tips for somebody who's thinking about utilizing some of those programs? Yeah, either SkillBridge or Hiring Our Heroes. I chose Hiring Our Heroes. It was tailored a little differently to the corporate level. Now they've added skill-based and they've added spouses to it. But I think with the SkillBridge, you you really have to figure out where you want to be and and that's the time to figure it out, right? So we have a lot of military that are transitioning from the cyber realm that want to do their SkillBridge with us, for instance. And so we go through a rigorous interview process for one, because they may be potential employees for some of our customers and clients that we have. And so they continue to build and grow and we watch them. So I think the the cyber piece, you really have to understand and know kind of the dive in. We've had some that it's their passion. They've gotten their degree in cyber, but maybe they don't have the experience And so bringing them in on SkillBridge gets them experience to kind of understand what on the civilian side we do on a daily basis. And then they're able to kind of look for those nuts and bolts of where they want to be, whether it's with us or with a larger company or a different city. I think for us, we want to continue to build those members that are productive military veterans that represent us as a core, you know, Courtney uh, Jackson, being a Navy veteran, is very, very passionate about making sure that that we consider folks, but they have to be a part of that decision. And so doing SkillBridge and hiring our heroes, I looked at many different businesses and jobs and had close to 20 interviews. Wow. And so it was, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? I really didn't know. I knew I didn't want to deal with people. That was That was it. But I also wanted a business, a company that had a culture that really showed in how they dealt with people, how they worked with people, how they transitioned with me. And so Paragon, I got off that interview and I was like, that's it. That's who I want to be with. And in my mind, I was just sold, didn't want to do any others. But I think everybody has to give the process grace. Um, they have to put their best foot forward. And the other piece is really working on that resume, making it so that civilians understand it. Any help is always appreciated. Yes. <laughs> so something else that I think would be appreciated is the scary resume, right? Oh, it's one gosh, of those yes. things that everyone loves to just Year, but it's it's a great time to really just showcase. But sometimes our transitioning service members really don't take that opportunity to highlight all of the great skills and talents and just not really peacock with all of the amazingness uh, that they bring to the table. So is there any tips or tricks that you would recommend on how a transitioning service member can really sell themselves and differentiate themselves throughout their resume? 
Absolutely. For veterans on that side of the house, there's so many services out there that will help you with resume writing that coincide with LinkedIn training. You can go online and pretty much link up with any vet service. You've got Onward to Opportunity. Hiring our heroes on the Skillbridge side helps us somewhat. Um, I linked up with some friends that were transitioning that had already made the transition and who were working on resumes. Um, And so I came out the gate, looked at my resume. I wish I hadn't built a LinkedIn profile as a military member because I had to build it all from scratch based on the resume, right? But I was just like, I have zero clue what I'm doing. I have zero clue what this is going to mean in the civilian world. So I really went on and scoured the websites. There's vets to industry. There's, there's so many out there that are willing to help you. And some will even help write it for free. But really, when they're transitioning, a lot of service members will have their resumes uploaded into their LinkedIn So looking at other folks' resumes, especially in the industry that you want to be in, is important. If I, as a person, can understand your resume and it not speak Army or it not speak Navy, we might be pretty good there. But when we look at civilians who are going to look at these resumes, or if it's a large company, there is a thing that you go in to input all your information in your resume that's trying to read through what this means. And I think sometimes we discount what we actually did in the military. If you're doing maintenance, yes, you're a leader. Yes, you're dealing with people. If you're going for a specific route on people operations, you may need to highlight the people the leadership piece more so than the maintenance piece, because some civilians won't understand what that pertains to you wanting to do HR, for instance, right? So I think we we discredit ourselves a lot when people don't understand our resumes. And so I'll take any help, all the help I can get. I highly encourage folks to get that help. If people offer up their LinkedIn to connect with them, I think that's another big thing because we all have to learn from each other and grow. If I solely hold all the information to myself, it's it's not going to do anybody any good. Those are great tips on the resumes and, and it's going to kind of take us to the next piece here. You know, we they say that the resume doesn't get you the job, the resume gets you the interview. You know, that's the big thing. And you've got some stories about interview questions, I think, questions that you like to ask on interviews. And you you have like a favorite opening question or something like that. Well, the, the first question I always ask is, tell me a little bit about yourself. Don't tell me what's in the resume. I can see that, right? But tell me a little bit about yourself. And that really goes to um, how comfortable are they speaking about themselves? Is it going to be straight personal or is it going to be, this is what I can do for you? There's a lot you can get out of that first question based on their personality, how they carry themselves. And my next question is always, so what do you know about Paragon? (laughs) Because, I mean, we have a lot of information. Like you said earlier, we have a lot of information out there. You know, we've won a lot of awards. So it's not too difficult to do a search on Paragon and in our website to be able to kind of tell what we do. And so we've had interviews where folks don't know the business, don't understand what it is or what we do necessarily. And so that kind of tends to maybe attention to detail. Are you going to be that well-versed and get your foot out the door running uh, with taking care of the company? Because all of us are salespeople. All of us are recruiters for Paragon. Mm -hmm. Um, And so all hands on deck when we're trying to get these uh, positions filled, 
right? Uh, we want you to be, mm-hmm. be able to speak eloquently to that. And even if it's just a little knowledge of this is what we do when we're looking at cybersecurity, we have these jobs. Is it for engineers? Is it supporting agencies? They need to kind of understand what that is. I think that's the two biggest questions I ask. And then at the end, it's always uh, interesting. What questions do they have? Because sometimes as you're speaking to them, they'll come up with questions or not understand that, oh, this is really what that meant. Um, So really coming in interviews with questions, one or two, you know, you really have to do your research on what that question means to you as a person. And is that going to give you the answers you want to decide if you're going to go with Paragon? So I think what I'm hearing is do your homework, whether it's investing in the resume, investing in your LinkedIn profile, your network, all of those different pieces. It's really about the research and being prepared. Absolutely. But because this is a podcast and we like to have just a smidge of fun, I heard that there may be a little story that you have about somebody who, um, you know, you may have been doing a screening interview and uh, didn't take that great advice of being prepared. Kind of funny. But also a little sad because they may have lost out on an opportunity. So tell us, tell us more. Yeah. So I got a good and a bad story. So, you know, <laughs> we we had one individual that interviewed with us and he just, he had zero clue what Paragon was about. And really, you know, the expectation of how are you going to help me versus how, how am I going to learn? How am I going to move forward with the company? And I think the struggle was he didn't grasp what the information was we were asking him. He didn't do his homework. We asked him about opportunities with Paragon. What did he want to do? And he really didn't know what job he wanted to do. So he actually signed up for like five or six different jobs. And we're like, you got to pick one. Oh, no. Like, (laughs) I I need a little help here because Mm -hmm. we want to help them. But when you come to a company and you're just pushing the button for just any job, we don't really know what's the right answer for you. Right. And when your resume reads very, very military, that doesn't help us make that decision. Sometimes it's pulling teeth. Sometimes we just have young uh, military members that didn't spend a whole lot of time in the military, but are still transitioning that don't understand that perspective. And so we kind of teach them and, and walk them through the process of, hey, on your next interviews, you may want to try this. The positive story on the other side, you know, just based on our culture, we had a contractor that worked with us and knew uh, we were hiring for an executive assistant. And he came in, was doing his role for his contract side. And he was like, I'm gonna put my name in the hat for this, just because of how the culture was. He wanted the opportunity to work with and inside the company. And so it just, the relationship piece for us is huge. Um, The way you interact with each other is huge. And so he went through the rigorous interview process, just like everybody else did, which is a little harder when you know somebody and you know, you have to be like, let's go through everything just because we want to give everybody equal, you know, fair opportunity to do the job. All right. Well, those those are great great tips, great stories. You've got a lot of experience. If uh, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you, 
after they're hearing the podcast, they just want to connect with you, whether it's just as a as a military to military thing or somebody wants to talk to you about uh, Paragon. Yeah. What's a good way for them to get in touch with you? Is it LinkedIn, email? What's uh, how, how should they do that? LinkedIn is huge. It's just shady on LinkedIn. I try to make it pretty simple. And then my email address is sg at paragoncybersolutions.com. And then of course, they can always go to LinkedIn to look at our Paragon Cyber Solutions and follow us. So they learn a little more. And we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. So you'll see all kinds of posts, whichever way you go. So we like to have fun. Uh, We work hard. We play hard. You know, our team is amazing on T-Building. With an amazing CEO, with an amazing team, you, you can't go wrong. And a pretty darn amazing chief people officer, too. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, it was absolutely a pleasure to get to spend some time with you today, learn a little bit more about Paragon. Here's some great advice uh, for transitioning folks out in our podcast listening world. So it was an absolute pleasure, Shay. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And we'll talk again soon. Talk soon, y'all. Well, Bob, I don't know about you, but that was an awful lot of fun talking to Shay and learning a little bit more. I always love when we have somebody on the show that's been there, done that, and has a t-shirt or two or 30 years worth of experience that they're bringing to the table. Really appreciated just the commitment that Paragon is making when it comes to really investing in the interview process, getting to understand people as people, um, and really being able to provide to them a soft landing place when maybe it's more appropriate to talk in civilian talk than military talk and just making that clear pathway through. So I don't know. What, what about you, Bob? What'd you enjoy? Yeah. I, you know, I enjoyed everything about that. Uh, one of the things that was really cool was learning. She, she was obviously very happy and proud of Paragon and rightly so with all the awards they've won and stuff like that. But I thought it was cool to find out how many positions they had in places other than Tampa too. I think that just reminds job seekers that just because you go to somebody's website and it says that the company's based in one city, Look at that careers page because what she said, they had places all over the place, places in Florida, but places in California, lots and lots of jobs across the country. Uh, so I thought that was that was a pretty good tip there to, to learn about the company. And obviously, Shay loves her job, and that, that's a great thing. I know. It's infectious, isn't it? Show some love. Get out there and follow. You know what's coming. Follow our show until we talk again. Bye.